This is the Lunar Lab Podcast with Becca Piastrelli and Maya Toll. Join us as we navigate the trenches of conscious business and try to balance our spirits and our spreadsheets without losing our minds. Join the sacred, raw, and very real lunacy. To get information on us and today's episodes, go to www.thelunarlab.com. And now on to today's show. We're recording this on the summer solstice. Yes. Yeah. So the way it's going to go down today, we're going to reflect back a little bit on the homework that we gave ourselves and you all last time. And then we're going to talk a little bit about our topic for today, which is being seen. This is the time of year when the sun is bright and shiny and everything is in the light. So we want to talk about how it feels to be seen and get out there in our businesses. Then we'll do our rapid fire questions. And finally, we'll wrap up with something actionable for ourselves and for you if you choose to join along with us. Yeah, so we have to be real, Maya. Did we even remember what we were supposed to reflect on from last episode? Hold on a sec. Did we even remember that we had a reflection? Yeah. Last episode. <laughs> we before we press record, ladies, we um ladies and maybe gentlemen, we had to listen. We had to listen. And I was like, oh yeah, Maya, you said you were gonna quit Facebook. How's that going? <laughs> so, you know, the funny thing with Facebook is I got emails about that comment. People were like, no, don't lose, leave Facebook. And other people were like, I hate Facebook. I'm so glad you don't like it either. Um, you know, and for me personally, I don't think it's about like whether Facebook is good or bad. It's, it's a tool, right? Um, I just love using Insta and I don't love using Facebook. So like, I'm not abandoning it entirely. Um, but I'm kind of sticking with lighter use of Facebook. I've actually assigned my, my, uh, counselors in my witch camp community to run the Facebook page so that I don't have to. Um, and you know, I'll definitely be using it for running ads, you know, the, the pay to play stuff. Uh, I'm there and I'll, I'll post occasionally, but yeah, I like to hang out on Insta. My Insta feed makes me happy. Mm, Me too. I love Instagram. It's like so visual. It's like I've been working on curating my Instagram feed, like unfollowing people that or or feeds that aren't like nourishing me and really seeing it as like visual nourishment a few times a day. It's really fun. I do the same exact thing. And <laughs> and what I found for myself is that I look for beauty in the world so that I can take a picture of it for Insta. And so it keeps me really conscious of seeking beauty in a way that I'm, you know, that I'm not, um, when I'm not thinking about taking a picture for Insta, which I know sounds silly. Like I'm always, uh, thrilled to be bowled over by something beautiful, but keeping it really upfront in my consciousness is fun. I like it. Yeah. So we, she didn't quit Facebook, but she's more thoughtful with it. So <laughs> So Beth, what did you do in the past week that felt 
conscience, conscience, conscious <laughs> in your business. Yeah, well, you guys can't see me, but I'm wearing a flower crown on my head right now, which she is, is. <laughs> I am. And headphones. And headphones. Uh, yeah, so it was really about honoring the solstice and honoring this like summer energy, this bright, expressive fullness that's coming into the, the Northern Hemisphere and in my body. And so I've actually been really busy in my business. There's a lot going on. Enrollment for the Davos Collective is open. And I just really needed to pause and honor the solstice. So last night, I helped host at my local co-working space here in my little town of Mill Valley, um, a solstice celebration where I asked every woman to come wearing white. And I brought herbs from my garden to make smudge bundles. And we brought a bunch of flowers and wire and floral tape and made flower crowns and smudge bundles and really celebrated the light within us and our connection as women. Uh, and I came home feeling so jazzed, like buzzing and so connected. And so, and, and was like, that was business. Like, you know, that wasn't, I mean, it was playful and fun, but really to come home and be like, that is what I do. And this is, this was the grand pause through the momentum of spring to summer that I needed and nourished me. I love that, that phrase grand pause because solstice means sun standing still, Mm. right? Soul is sun and, and stis is standing still. And it's because if you were watching the sun on the horizon, it wouldn't look like it was moving. Normally the sun looks like it's creeping along, you know, it rises in a slightly different spot every day. And for about 10 days, five on either side of the solstice, it seems to stand still. So it is a grand pause. Yeah. 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 You told me, I didn't know this. You said it's 10 days. About, thereabouts. So Maya, what did you do in the last week that connected you more to being a conscious business owner? Well, I had the Witch Camp Solstice gathering, which was great. And again, I had the same feeling you did, which is like, this is my work, you know, like hanging out with people and um, discussing our solstice rituals, what we like to do. One woman had a great ritual that I want to share. She saves her Yule log right? So that's the winter solstice is when we're celebrating Yule. And she burns it at the summer solstice, Mm. which I just thought was great. It reminds me a little bit of people who save a piece of their anniversary cake to, you know, their wedding cake to eat on their anniversary. Same type of thing. (laughs) I love that. But the other thing we were talking about that that I really loved was we were talking about how this energy of the solstice is so young. It's so outward. It's so hot. You know, this is a, this is a sun holiday, S-U-N, not S-O-N. And how do we either like push that extreme, you know, like stepping more into things that are fiery and hot, or how do we counterbalance it with the water element? Things like flowers, like weaving flowers like you were doing is, um, that's cooling, that's calming. And I think we can, we can go either way. We can either push the extreme that we're in because this is the extreme end of the Earth's orbit. Like that's how we get into a solstice. We're like, you know, in the extreme end of the orbit. Um, so it's kind of fun to think about, hmm, how can we push it, you know? Howl at the moon and dance by the fire, or how can we balance it? 
And in talking to a lot of people in their businesses, people are unconsciously pushing it. It feels, you know, it feels like a lot of business owners that I've spoken to are really pushing themselves, have kind of pushed themselves up to this point and they're feeling burned out. It's, you know, it's the heat, right? Burnout. Um, so interesting to think about how we can actually create balance. Yeah, I know. I've noticed myself. I was just sharing. I have a gathering of women in my community. We meet every full moon and I was sharing on on the moon night on Monday that I felt like I slammed into summer. Like I, my creation times are really spring and fall. That's really when I feel most in flow. And it was like, all of a sudden I hit the like sun and I was just like, Whoa, Oh, it's summer now. And that's why I'm really, my intention has been paused through momentum. This, this, like, I know that I, I just know myself and I have a tendency to like overcommit overdo. And I've, there have been summers where I felt really weak, exhausted, overheated, stressed even, um, and yearning to feel that playfulness, that like childlike firefly flower crown energy of like rest, you know, rest and pause through the movement and expansiveness of summer. So I can totally relate. Yeah. So you, you ready? You want to talk a little bit about this? very young time we're in this very outward time and this has actually been one of my biggest challenges as a business owner like I'm I'm a little fire plug I just kind of keep going you know give me something that you need me to do or that I need me to do and I'll just keep checking things off go 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 but as soon as you say to me we need to do a photo shoot or we need to do a video you need to be physically seen, like not just your ideas being seen, I'm running for the hills. Mm. So this is a really interesting topic for me. It's taken me a long time to get to the place where I can casually do a video or I can let someone take my picture and, and know that somewhere in that role, there will be something that I don't need to destroy. Are you introverted, Maya? Mm, I think it depends how you define these things. You know, someone once, someone once told me, and I love this, um, that you're introverted if you think in your head and you're extroverted if you think out loud, <laughs> which I really like. And by that definition, I'm an extrovert. I don't know what color my thoughts are until they hit the air. Um, but I think in terms of how much input and energy I can take from the rest of the world, I'm introverted. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, someone told me that you either f- like gather and fuel up your energy by yourself and solitude is introversion and with people it's extroversion, but it, you're right. It's totally, I can be super introverted sometimes and super extroverted sometimes. The reason I asked is because I think that might play a little bit into this being seen thing because I love having my picture taken. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love it. I mean, I will say as long as I feel like I'm taking care of myself, like I do have that like, oh no, like, you know, I'm breaking out or, you know, this sort of like veneer vanity thing that happens to me, which I think is valid because you want to feel good and express that, especially if you're being, if you're being seen in a business context, you know, you really want to show your best self and express yourself like 
to your fullest, your best. Um, but I ultimately, I, I was noticing this at the solstice gathering last night where I was just like posing in front of the camera and like <laughs> so into it. Uh, and, and for a lot, for a long time, I judged myself as being like vain or, um, narcissistic, mm-hmm. but I actually feel like, um, so happy to embrace that, like, you know, Leo side of me, which is just like, I love being seen. It fuels me up. I love being validated. And although I'll say I haven't, I haven't always been that way at the beginning of my business when I was super doubtful and, um, figuring out this whole self-care thing. Uh, it took a while for me to get to this idea of appreciative looking to look at some, you know, um, a recording of myself or a photo of myself and to not pick it apart and to actually be like, I appreciate that, that woman, that experience, that expression. And I've, I had a photographer teach me about appreciative looking before she took professional photos of me. And she said, before I show them to you, I want to talk to you about appreciative looking. And I will always be so grateful to her because I think that's a great step for us to step into this, especially in our businesses, especially if we have photo shoots to be like, I am going to put my appreciative looking lens on and know that this is a process of opening up. I have never heard that phrase before. And I love it. Appreciative looking. Mm -hmm. So did she talk to you about it more philosophically or did she give you some like hardcore steps, you know, like, did she give you do this, don't do that type of thing? Yeah. She, a little both. She told me to zoom out. She kept saying zoom out, you know, you're, we're going to open a picture and you might go straight to that like imperfection, but zoom out and see that woman. Remember how you felt that day. She's, she's really a pro at facilitating experiential photo shoots that really bring out your best. But she's like, remember that day, see that woman, like feel her power. Um, and I think that's appreciative looking, like being able to zoom out and see the energy around that experience and not just like that zit, that roll, that whatever, that weird tooth, whatever it is. I love that. I think that's, that's great. And I'm going to be thinking about that a lot. Um, one of the things that, that I think about with photos is how elders in a lot of Aboriginal and native cultures don't want their photos taken because they think it steals their soul. Hmm. And one of the things that I've always felt with photos is that they don't really capture my soul. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I feel like, like not only do they not look like me the way I see me in the mirror, but they don't feel spiritually or like soulfully like me. And so it's really hard for me to pick out the photos. I pick very carefully through the photos, trying to find the ones that seem to express the person that, um, I feel that I am, Mm. if that makes any sense. It makes total sense. Uh, and I, I'm grateful that you brought that up because I, I've had that too, where I'm like, okay, I'm like smiling and lipstick, you know, <laughs> like with my arms <laughs> open to try to signify my connection to the universe. But like, I, you know, I've had moments where I'm like, is that me? Is that the purest expression of me? And I think that can hold a lot of people back from even daring to share them a piece of themselves 
because of how it may just represent one piece or one aspect and not, um, or that people will perceive it differently from what they believe to be true within themselves. Um, especially for those of us who are trying to walk this conscious path and really be transparent and holistic, uh, it can, you can overanalyze that so much that you don't even, you don't even step out. You don't even dare to share. Well, and I found this very interesting, and this might help some people who are photophobic. I find that video is actually more expressive of who I am than still photography is. And I was really, given, given the way I feel about still photography, I was not at all happy about doing videos. But I've really found that a video can capture more of a multi-dimensional sense of self and I'm more comfortable doing video than I am doing stills. And I can relate because when I first started my business, I had a real perfectionist streak and any video I did had to be professional. Any photos I did had to be professional. Um, That's expensive girlfriend. Oh, I did it the wrong way. Home girl. I put a lot of money into my business up front because I wanted it to look perfect. I, I mean, I just had like a fear of it not looking perfect, not looking, you know, professional that people would think that I wasn't taking it seriously. That's a whole other episode. Um, but I, what happened is I, you know, I finally realized like I shouldn't be pumping all my cash into that. I ran out of cash and had to really be lean. And so I started, I started just doing photos on my Mac and on my phone. And those have resonated far more with my women and my audience than the professional ones ever did. The professional ones were like, oh, beautiful. Like, this is so beautiful, Becca, like those comments. But when I shared myself, like just raw, like makeup lists, you know, just sharing what's coming to me, that was like head nods, yes, me too's, insights, takeaways, interaction, conversation. Um, so being seen doesn't necessarily mean being polished. It means being real. Yeah. And I think that's definitely a mistake I made in the beginning too. I would go into a photo shoot and I thought, okay, let me back up. You're spending a lot of money on a photo shoot, right? So you're thinking about all the marketing implications of the photo shoot. So what types of pictures do I need for my marketing? What's my image out in the world? And I was looking for it from the outside. Like I went through this one phase where I was like, okay, I'm going to be the Martha Stewart of herbalism. And so I did this whole farm shoot with me in like skirts and tall rubber boots making herbal preparations. <laughs> I want to see this so bad. I bet it's, I bet it's lovely. It's, it's lovely, but it's not real. Right. It's not real. And so I think what you're saying about capturing your reality and yourself as a real person, like we, we are inundated with image. And I've got to say, when I see movie stars on the TV or images of them, I don't want to run up and have an intimate conversation with them. Mm -hmm. I look at them more as an object. I look at the 
perfect symmetry of their features that allows them to be photographed in, in a way that looks so lovely. I don't think of them as a confidant or a friend or a teacher. I think of them as like the equivalent of the David by Michelangelo. It's they're, they're an object in space, which please, I have a couple friends who are uh, in some way in the public eye. And, and if you all hear this, I'm not saying I think of you personally like that. I'm just talking about the images out there in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think you've, you've really captured something with that. Get real about it. Yeah, because we're in an age of, of leadership. You know, we're so inundated with images and messages. And we're just like the perfect veneer is out and like authenticity and vulnerability is in that's how you know like really empathy like that's how we can I mean that's how I've chosen my mentors is that I felt like they got me and I got them like our souls communicated or I felt you know heard or seen by them and that doesn't necessarily come from like perfect photos and like a highly produced video sometimes it does but mostly it's just like that person's being real and gets me so let's be real and get each other and do our rapid fire questions. Okay. Wait, am I asking you or are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll ask you. Okay. I actually came up with a brand new one while you were talking. Okay. Where have you wasted the most money in your business? Oh. Uh, photo shoots. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite Jane Austen novel? Pride and Prejudice. How long did it take you to actually make money that you could live on in your business? Uh, two and a half years. Yeah. It maybe could have been less if I didn't spend so much money up front, but that was my path. All right, swap it. All right. Mm, crystals or plants? Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> that's like asking you to choose between your children. In this well, moment. Both. <laughs> oh my God, I love you. Um, the first plant that called you on your path. Hmm. You know, this is a hard one for me because a lot of people have stories like, I remember when I was seven and this plant screamed to me. That's just not the way it went down for me. It's really not. I, I think... I, I love Rose and I have like a long history with, with Rose, but when I was studying in Ireland, um, Hawthorne and Elderberry were, were my friends. And when I say my friends, I was living on a farm in the middle of nowhere with like no companionship. So they were my friends along with the cows and (laughs) the cat. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not choosing today. Sorry. No, that was absolutely what I wanted, what I was thinking about. You would say, (laughs) Okay, um, do you have any phobias? Do I have any phobias? I don't do well with small spaces. Yeah. Yeah. We want to get to the actions we both want to take, since this is an experiment. Um, The actions we're going to take between now and um, the next time we record, uh, talking about being seen and the solstice and where the planets and the moon is right now in the sky. And then if you want to join us uh, with these actions, we would love for you to share what's going on for you. So what is our action this week? Well, so our, our challenge for ourselves and for 
any of you who want to join us, is to push the edge wherever your edge is of being seen. So if you're like a person who can't even make a comment at the dinner table, then just speaking up is, is going to be being seen for you. If you're someone who's been avoiding doing a video, it's time. Or if you've been avoiding photos, it's time. So for me, and I, I'm not going to be able to do this this week, but this is being scheduled and it's happening. Um, I am tone deaf. I'm totally tone deaf. And I used to be in the music industry, dated musicians, and um, actually had someone record me once to prove to me how tone deaf I was. <laughs> well, I was well, I was just casually, That's mean. It's, it was really kind of mean. I was just playing my guitar and singing my heart out. Mm. And then I got the playback, which was not so very good. Um, so one of the things that, that I've decided I'm going to be doing is doing some audio blogging. And I'm actually going to go into a recording studio to, to do it so that I can have that experience of really just enjoying my voice because I've not really been able to. Hmm. So how about you, Miss Becca? I am going to do my first Facebook live transmission. <laughs> and I am, I'm, it's edgy for me. For sure, because it's live, and if I mess up, I mess up, and you know, I just, I just have to show up and be myself. But um, I love watching other people courageously do it, and I think there's a real connection you can make there. So I'm feeling called to try to do one. Wow! All right, so think about what you want to be doing for those of you listening in. Uh, maybe write it down. I feel like it's easy to escape yourself but if you write it down that that helps so thank you so much for joining us for episode two of the lunar lab podcast um be sure to let us know how it's going for you and we'll see you next time